Oh, welcome back to the big program. Just a little late couple minutes. Sorry, Spec, to get to uh, Mark Spector, but uh, on the mark, as always, brought to you by Booster Juice, fueled by Booster Juice. Download the uh, new Booster Juice uh, rewards app uh, to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day as we welcome in Mark Spector. Morning, Spec. Sorry, we were just a little long on that break, but I know you were waiting with bated breath. Dude, my five o'clock hit with Jason Greger hasn't started before five oh six in like four months. But that's so. the okay. Here's the Don't difference. Worry about a couple minutes. We now. are tight to time here. Duke, will you say this? Out of all, it, I am tight. Like I'm. Every break is at fifty five. In in my brief time filling in on the Jason Greger show for Connor Halley, yeah. and just from like you know conversing with Connor Halley, yeah, I will say we're usually a little closer to our uh, our. Top of the hour, twenty and forty posts than uh, than the mm. JGS does in the <laughs> afternoon. How's that? I try to do that because I always thought, and I'll be honest, I always thought there are other stations that do things at the top of the hour, and if people want to flip over, let's be ready to go. I'm with you. You know. Well, I think first of all, you're right. You're good on the clock, and that's important. That you're pro. I laugh with Gregor because sometimes. The last thing he's he's griping about before he goes to break four minutes late is how Gary Bettman's games always start six or seven <laughs> minutes after he's <laughs> <for two. laughs> This is the like normally spec we're at eight oh one, I would say ninety five percent of the time. Would you say that? Ah, we love Jason. We yeah. just love oh. giving it to him when he's yeah. not not here to defend him. Eddie's that's all. Eddie wants well, it. All right, fellas. Well, how about talking about time? How about the Oilers not starting on time? <laughs> yeah, well, you can't be perfect, I guess. Mm. You know what? <laughs> There's two sides to coming back on everybody all the time. One of them is you fall behind. Like they don't seem to worry about falling behind. There was a time when the first goal meant something around here. Uh, first goal doesn't mean much anymore in Ordersville, does it? No, yeah, that's not at sure. all. That's, I mean, that's just the way it goes right now. And I mean, there are going to be times when they score the first goal and lose, you know. So, what do you think of the game didn't last night? Didn't they? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Spec. I remember in their start of the season, they had a three or four or five, two nothing leads that they blew, as I recall. Uh, they were the best starting, one of the best starting teams in the league with one of the worst records. And you know, they're not starting poorly. They're playing hard. The other team scores first. But what you love is it doesn't leave a dent, right? It doesn't make a mark. They get down one nothing. They get down 2 nothing. No problem. They just keep playing hockey. Man, when you're rolling 12 straight, you got to find something to nitpick because ultimately that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You're nitpicking. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What do you think of Connor McDavid last night? I mean, he was getting a little feisty. We were talking about it in the morning and when he's feisty, he's, you know, obviously in the game. We saw it against Toronto. He got into it with Morgan Riley. It was a big part of how uh, that play progressed on the winning goal by McLeod. We saw it again last night. He's he's yep. involved in every area of the game here. You know, he's playing like he's playing like Sid Crosby uh, in my eyes. He's he's battling down low. He's not just battling, but like he's engaging in the battle. He's enjoying the battle. You know. Connor McDavid, there was a time when 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 he thought the best smartest thing to do was to get out of the battle and get some space and do his thing. And I'm, I'm not second guessing him. That's just the way he played. He seems to me to be much more uh, willing to stay in the battle and engage in the battle and win the battle instead of you know trying to get some space and get in the puck. I, he's he just he's playing like Sid. Are there less points? 
yeah, he's, maybe he won't win the R. Ross. Who cares, mm-hmm. right? Who cares if he wins the R. Ross? His brand of hockey right now, it's 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 different than it's ever been, and I'm not so sure it's not better than it's ever been. Yeah. You know, Leon Dreisaitl had the quietest great game last night, you know, with a goal and three assists. Yeah. Very quiet, you know. It was sort of like the, the stealth bomber coming in and, you know, some great passes. I That backhand pass to send Fogel in with a beautiful goal there, yeah. that, that just goes so unnoticed because a lot of guys, even though it, it didn't look like it was, like he's made way better passes, that's a hard pass to make. To Even to, you know, because Fogel has to stay on side too. I mean, Leon just, he just is amazing. He got that. He had to get the puck to him very, you know, really quickly because if he took any a half a second more, Fogel would have been offside. Yeah. So, you know, he got the puck and got rid of it on the backhand, on the tape. And you're right. It just looks like a pass. But anyone who's ever tried to play the game, <laughs> you know, you just realize that how much sheer – it's just skill. And he does it without thinking. He's Listen, he's an elite, elite player. That second line was good. I don't know if anyone's still ragging on Evander Kane. He had two points last night, and you know he was a big part of the Oilers' best line last night. Uh, if you don't like how Kane played last night, maybe you should recalibrate a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad you brought Kane up, actually, because I, I wanted to touch on him. Because, you know, I, I see a lot of people ragging on him, too, and for where he's playing and lack of production and whatever. Uh, obviously, he's a little bit banged up, and people are saying, should you sit him? You got to get someone else. Give him a break. In my opinion, there is a significant difference between being injured and being hurt. You can play when you're hurt. And I, I think that Kane is obviously a little bit nicked up right now. What do you think? Do you, I, I know you're not in the room and you know, you're not a doctor, but do you think he's got some, some nicks that he's trying to fight through right now? Yeah, he, you know, yes, for sure. Uh, but I think, and you'd probably back me on this, Eddie, you know what, play, you got to let give players leeway to play. When a player says, you know, you're right, and that's an old maxim in sports, They're, being injured and being hurt are two different things. You can't play when you're injured. But you got to give your leaders and your players leeway to play hurt. Mm-hmm. Vander Kane tells me, I'm playing get out of his way and let him play. If he's killing you, if he's hurting the team, if he can't play, then you become you question, don't be selfish. Like, are you going to help the team today? But he's not hurting the team. He's, in fact, had a two-point night. And I think it, there's a level of leadership in the dressing room if he's, you know, if he's taping it up and, and taking some treatment and going out there and playing. I'd sure rather have that than, you know, the goalie in Carolina, Anderson, who's, who can't play with a hangnail. I don't want that guy on my team. <laughs> Mark Spector with us, uh, Carrie Steele on Sports 1440. You know, it was a minor, minor little tweak last night to the lineup with Sam Gagne going in for Adam Ernie. But does that say anything, Specter, or, or just because when a team is on a roll, hasn't lost for so long, a lot of coaches will go, oh, I don't want to tinker with absolutely anything. But is this, you know, is it just such a minor, minor thing? It's not a big deal? Or, or what do you make of a, a coach's philosophy to to be willing to even just make a little, little subtle change? I think if you have to keep players engaged. You know, I think we just went about probably two or three, at least two or three games where Sam Gagne could have played, but they didn't mess with the lineup. But at some point you have to, you know, you got to keep players engaged. 
I'm not taking out, you know, Zach Hyman yeah, or- to make sure that Gagne gets some ice time. But uh, that's part of part and parcel of being a fourth line player. You know, there's you can't let Sam just sit there forever because the team's winning. He deserves to play as well, and I have no problem with it. I don't think it's that bold because I don't think you lose anything mm-hmm. when you take Ernie out and put Sam Gagne in. But it's part of maintaining your roster. It's part of coaching a team. Mm-hmm. Eddie, you, like, yeah. do you do you see that? Like as a player, you know, you always saw. You know, on your team, little subtle changes. Absolutely. It it is part of it. And you never want to be that guy. But ultimately, the best teams that I've been on, you have to be selfless. And that's how the most successful teams thrive is when it's a selfless locker room. And when guys aren't pouting and whatnot, when you have to sit out. And that's the reality of it is you got to rotate, get guys some touches, get guys some looks, get guys some freshness. And in hockey, you're afforded that uh, flexibility. Typically when the roster is structured a little differently, obviously the Oilers are afforded a ton of that flexibility. Uh, football, you you don't really get see it as much, you know, maybe with some, some depth guys, uh, special teams players and whatnot, but usually your starters are your starters and, mm-hmm. you know, your rosters are a little more set. But, man, it comes down to, like I said, the best teams I've been on are selfless, and it's not an issue in those types of things. When the coach says something that you don't agree with, it's okay because you're not always going to agree with it, but it's just you go about it like a soldier should and move on. Hey, Speck, what do you make of tomorrow's Battle of Alberta here? Uh, Always like to have a a late hockey day in Canada. It's always uh, nice to wrap things up, and it's going to be a a must-watch TV tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm just hoping for more goalie fights in Calgary, Kev. That's uh, <laughs> I don't know, eh? <laughs> like ever since Talbot and Mike Smith had that tilt, uh, mm-hmm. that's all I'm looking for on a Saturday night in Calgary mm-hmm. now. <laughs> <laughs> Has there even been one fight this year? <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, Calgary got totally ripped oh, off last night. I that, know. Go, going back 50 seconds to catch a tiny little deflection off of Blake Coleman's glove, I mean oh. – that's that is a poster the poster child for for <laughs> replay going too far oh, right yeah that was just a, that was an awful awful way to take a tying goal off the board yeah uh, I think the NHL has to shake its oh. head and take a look in the mirror that's a joke yeah there's been a few <laughs> few instances lately where this replay is uh you're doing too much with it and again yeah. that ties the game yeah. These are the you know yeah, it just like that. A play like that could cost a team a playoff spot. Yeah, it's that simple. I agree. You know, it's just a joke, and I don't care who's playing. It isn't about the Toronto Maple Leafs getting a break. That's mm-hmm. the right call. Yep. Right. That's the it. right call. So we should be looking at you know we should be looking you at the rule book it, or man. looking at our replay protocol and deciding if we want that to be the right call. Yeah. Like at what point. Do we just say that that listen? We saw officials make some mistakes last night. Steve Kazari is one of the better refs in the National Hockey League, one of the top guys. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a great night. It was a hard <laughs> night. He didn't have a great night. Okay, stuff happens. You know, I can go to a lot of hockey games and look at a lot of players and say, "Man, you didn't play that good tonight." Right? Happens every night. So sometimes that guy's wearing the zebra stripes, but you know, it's funny asking how- a linesman. Yeah, see that call is. Ridiculous. It was, that's just, it's bad for the game. That that was a bad call for the game. That's what it was. 
Yeah. So, uh, are you it making is, the trip? To, are you making the trip to Calgary tomorrow by, by chance? Or yeah, oh, for sure, Ooh. going down today. In fact, Shelk is coming with me. You can have some people in the stands. Her and uh, my daughter are going to the game. I'll be up in that catwalk in the saddle dome, oh. and uh, oh, it'll be fun. Yeah. Calgary, Saturday night, Calgary's. There's tons of Oilers fans there. Uh, lots of mm-hmm. blue and orange sweaters in the stands, and the Calgary people get up for it. It's a good time, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm already pumped for that game. Is this uh, is it like date weekend with you and Shelka, or what? I'll go down to Calgary, have a little bit of fun. My sister lives down there. A little visit tonight, have a few laughs. Wow. And uh, good hockey day tomorrow, man. Are you kidding? Hockey night in Canada, <laughs> saddle What more do you want in your life? Kill a few birds with one stone. <laughs> I, you got to yeah, take some yeah. take some video of this trip. I want to see some pics on this one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> well, uh, hey, look, your team's won thirteen in a row here. Twelve. I mean, don't get ahead of your. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable what's I, going on well, with this is. hockey team. Like exactly. I've never. Seen hockey win twelve in a row. Do yeah. they get to seventeen spec? Oh my God! Worry about thirteen Why? first. <laughs> Someone's got to put you it know, out there. What do they have? Certainly, the Calgary game has got is going to have tons of juice because mm-hmm. you know the Flames just got absolutely ripped off last night. They're sour. Uh, they would love nothing better than to come out and knock the orders off this run for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But the oil plays pretty well in Calgary boys. You yep. know what? Like I'm here to tell you Markstrom's hurt. And if I'm coaching the Calgary flames, I'm not bringing them back against the orders because he doesn't do so well against the orders. Mm-hmm. The orders have his number. Yep. I'm playing Vladar or Wolf all day tomorrow. I, I agree. The Flames would love nothing more than to give the Oilers a spanking on their home ice for sure. I agree. Well, safe travel, Spec. Uh, we'll uh, check out all those videos on Monday. Yeah, you got it, boys. Have fun. <laughs> yep. Mark Spector, uh, on the mark, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice when we come back. Dan Rosen from NHL.com with Kerry and Steele on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the headliner of the day brought to you by Mr. Reuter. At Mr. Reuter, they only employ the finest organic grain-fed free-range plumbers for all your plumbing needs. Go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Dan Rosen from NHL.com. Morning, Dan. You're with Kevin Carius and Eddie Steele, the former Great Cup champion, CFLer. Welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks, guys. Kevin, Eddie, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for hopping on. Uh, let's take a quick twirl around the league. Let's start with the Rangers. Uh, in Vegas last night, lose 5-1. For some reason, it seems every time I watch the Rangers on the road, a little bit of a different team than what you see from them at MSG. Uh, agree? Disagree? Uh, I think just lately, the Rangers, I, I don't know if there's, to be honest, I'm not sure that there is that much of a difference. I think right now the Rangers are going through something where they're just allowing a lot of rush chances, a lot of clean shots from the slot, um, things that they were not doing earlier in the season, and they got to clean them up. You know, I mean, I thought that they did, and, and, and Igor Shesterkin played really well against Washington on Sunday and against Seattle on Tuesday, but they go to Vegas and. I was watching the game. They had a great start. Logan Thompson was terrific. And then it kind of just got away from them the way it has a couple of times here, you know, over the past couple of weeks. So I don't think it's necessarily a, like an alarm alarm bells going off yet. 
but it is something to to bear in mind and to watch that the rush chances against the clean shots from the slot. Those are things that the Rangers are giving up a lot of lately that they weren't earlier in the season. Yeah, and Dan with the Metropolitan. Well, Metropolitan Division being so tight. I mean, the Rangers are just two points up on uh, Philly right now. Are they checking out the Flyers in the rearview mirror here or what? Uh, it is amazing, right? I mean, who at any point in the offseason through training camp and even the start of the season would have thought that the Philadelphia Flyers would be in the position that they're in right now? And they just keep getting it done. Listen, they got 37 games left and they play a hard brand of hockey. I think it's a lot to ask, but the way they keep going – they look like they keep getting them better and better and better. Like, I want to see where they are a month from now, two months from now, uh, as we really get into the last stretch before the playoffs. But they look like a playoff team right now. Mm-hmm. It, it is remarkable the job that John Tortorella has done there. Dan, sticking out east, I just want to talk about Florida a little bit, and they're rolling right now. What are you seeing out of Florida and just them having the success that they're having and playing so strongly? Well, they... they they clearly have an identity that they established last season, especially in the playoffs. They play to that identity. They're hard to play against. They have skill. They go to the net. They play in straight lines. Uh, and they do not give you very much when you have the puck against them. Sam Reinhardt has been outstanding. Their, their power play, their special teams have been very good, and he's been outstanding. Uh, he kind of reminds, he's kind of like, to me, he's like the right-handed version of Chris Kreider. He, you know, tips, deflections around the net, scoring goals in the inner slot area, um, power play goals, shorthanded goals. Uh, it's six foot three frame, kind of the same thing, just shooting with the other hand. But I, I, I think they are a really strong team. Uh, the ten million dollar AAV for Sergey Bobrovsky doesn't look so bad anymore. We thought it would. We thought it looked terrible not long ago. Doesn't look so bad anymore. Uh, and and they just keep playing really good. And Matthew Kachuk is, is heating up too. So they are a real dangerous team. I mean, they are a super dangerous team. Hey Dan, what's uh, GM Bill Zito going to do with Sam Reinhardt here? I think he. I mean, listen, you got to sign him. Like, he he's twenty eight years old. He's in the prime of his career. He fits perfectly into what you have, into your system. Uh, there's chemistry. And here's the other thing that, you know, seems like the Panthers and the Lightning and the Predators and the Golden Knights have. No state taxes, right? So an $8.5 or a $9 million AAV for Sam Reinhardt in Florida is a lot more money then a nine or a nine point five million AAV in say Philadelphia, wherever, right? Just it 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 matters. Those no state taxes matter, so they can sell that as well. This is not a guy you let walk away. Uh, you, you can't do that. He's too valuable to your team, and he has found his game and found the way he needs to play to have success. Uh, and exactly who he is in the NHL, and 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 you gotta you gotta pay for him uh, because if you don't, you're gonna be searching for him, and you're gonna have to pay somebody else who probably won't fit as well as Sam Reinhardt does in hmm. your system. Shifting it over to the Pacific, and and I want to hold off on talking about the Oilers uh, as much as everybody wants <laughs> to hear about them with the win streak they're on. The LA Kings, why are they slumping in such a way that they are? It's a really good question for the Kings right now. I mean, it just kind of went the exact opposite direction. I mean, Cam Talbot was playing really well, 
but the Kings system is built on them defending, right? I mean, they, they insulate their goaltenders. They do a really good job. But you look at it right now, a goal against Nashville, one against Dallas. Yes, they got the 5-2 win against Carolina. Lose to Detroit 5-3, two against Florida. They're not scoring. They need offense. Uh, they can insulate their goaltender all they want. It's They have to push for offense. And that means they have to take that insulation away from their goalie a little bit. And he's got to be able to be a lot better than he's been. But they need to score. They need they need guys. They need to, to find a, uh, another gear here. As good as they've been and as deep as they are, I think, especially down the middle, the one thing the Kings don't have is that breakout player where if they don't have it one night, they could just look at him and say, need you to go win it for us tonight. And, a lot, you know, teams around them have that. Kings do not. Dan Rosen, NHL.com, our headliner of the day with Kevin Carey and Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Uh, Dan, your most recent article on NHL.com, kind of at the halfway point, looking at Hart Trophy uh, candidates and what you see basically at this stage of the season. And for you, I guess uh, Nathan McKinnon is probably at the top of the lo- that list for you right now? He is right now. I mean, listen, if Connor McDavid and the Oilers keep going the way they're going, you got to expect that McDavid might climb that list and get to the top of it. Just, you know, he got off to, they, they got off to that slow start. He got off to a slow start by his standards uh, with the injury and everything, and he's playing a little bit of catch-up, and he's obviously caught up. Uh, but McKinnon, uh, listen, I think it's points in 10 straight games now. Uh, could be one off there. Uh, that was after not getting a point in the game, which ended a 19-game point streak. So, I mean, 29 of the last 30 games, Nathan McKinnon has a point. The Avalanche, uh, they, you know, they've been very good, but he's been the driving force, the catalyst. He, he is a player that – he's a unicorn in the NHL. Yep. He is a fast he, – well, he's a speed-burning, skilled power forward almost impossible to stop when he gets revved up you can't stop him there's nobody else like him in the nhl mcdavid there's nobody else like him because of the speed and the skill and the combination that he has you can't you can't catch him but but mckinnon is is like a wrecking ball out there that's just going full speed all the time and he is having the best year of his career and he keeps building and putting building blocks on it uh, and he's putting another building block on his career this season. He, I think he's just been remarkable. You know, Dan, I had a good conversation with Pierre Lebrun a while back. Uh, when the NHL comes to, well, and the IIHF and the IOC and everything like that, when they can all get their ducks in a row, if and when it happens, um, I said, I think that on the Canadian team that, McKinnon and McDavid should be on the same line. He said, "No way." I said, uh-uh. "I th- I think it would be that would be a line that people would just be going, wow." What do you think? Yeah. Well, I would love to see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be the coach that had the opportunity to put those two together on the same line. You know, that would be. I would guess you'd have McDavid in the middle and and McKinnon probably on the right wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would probably be the way to go with that. Just with McDavid's speed being it. You know, but I mean, McKinnon can do it too. Um, it would be remarkable. I, I'd have to see the rest of the team, but the team, the Canadian team, for what, whenever we have the next international tournament involving NHL players, mm-hmm. will obviously be very deep up front to where I think you might be able to get away with doing yeah. that. And I, 
wonder if those two guys would mesh together <laughs> with their styles or if they would have to, you know, be, be apart because of the way they play and how they each drive the opponent back. You might want them separate uh, because they drive it back and open things up for their wingers. I don't know. We'll see. It would yeah. be a great problem to have for whoever has that coach, yeah. whoever the coach is. Hey, Dan, just give us the uh, viewpoint with someone uh, with eyes and ears from outside of this market. How are the Oilers looking from the outside in? Well, I think the most impressive thing with them, they're looking really good, obviously, but I think the most impressive thing with the Oilers right now is how they've taken to defending, uh, keeping the puck out of their net. However they defend, whether it's through offense or through you know, as I was talking about with the Kings before, insulating their goaltender, doing that with Stuart Skinner, uh, that to me has been the most impressive thing. When they got off to their slow start, I was saying this. I was like, listen, as soon as McDavid gets right, they're going to get hot because he's going to get hot. And he carried them to a hot streak. And it happened. They made the coaching change, and it happened. Carried them to the hot streak. Then they lost those three games in a row, and you wonder, okay, was that the streak, and now are they going to kind of regress back to what they were? But their game, mm-hmm. they so much to where the to the point now where this is, I think, who they are now, uh, at least in the regular season. They have a lot to prove in the playoffs. Uh, so you take it with a grain of salt. But I'm really impressed by how they have just maintained this level of play especially defensively, keeping the puck out of the net, keeping chances down as best they can. Hey, Dan, thanks for your time tonight. Today, really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy this weekend's games. Uh, we're looking forward to the uh, Battle of Alberta tomorrow, and I'm sure you got a lot of other games on the docket you're keeping an eye on, too. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. All right, that's Dan Rosen from NHL.com. And our headliner of the day, brought to you by... Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call them Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. Wow. Eddie, again, two hours flying by. We haven't even done in or, in or out yet. It's a good one, too. Are you we fired got, up about oh, Are you in or are you out? I'm fired up. Are you? Oh, yeah. I got notes. <laughs> I thought Duke was going to say something. Uh, would you rather have uh, four wisdom teeth taken out Ooh. or be at the bottom of a pile with... Uh, Eight offensive and defensive linemen or something like that. I'll tell you, (laughs) the key when you're at the bottom of those quarterback sneaks, because I literally lived at the bottom of those, you just lay as still as possible. Because when you try and, like, squirm around and move, that's when, like, an injury will happen. Mm -hmm. You literally just lay there and you just, just as numb as possible. It sucks. There's lots of... Poking and grabbing. Oh, man, some filthy old lineman out there. I don't want to name drop, but you get me going and I might. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, we gotta, we'll have to get some names. Oh, you we'll know have, I'm you know. not scared of that. Yeah. <laughs> For okay. sure. We'll, be, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, in or out, when we come back, carry a steal on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, welcome back, Eddie. You had your last request on Playlist Friday. Oh, by the way, uh, if you've got a song you want to hear... We sort of kind of, I always forget to, to tell our listeners to send in a Text request. It in. I always forget every yeah, Friday. I got to do a better job of reminding you. Uh, no, that that's my too. fault. But you're obviously the big Stones guy. Give me shelter. This song, I, I like the Stones, but more so this song. Really? Yeah, yeah. this is a prominent song. Yeah. How have you gutted it out this morning, Eddie? 
It's felt pretty good, to be honest, you know. Um, I can't smile too big because if I do, it feels like I'm going to tear stitches right out of my mouth, not to get too graphic. but uh, So I'm trying not to smile, which is hard because you boys make me laugh and smile quite a bit. But overall, it's been good, man. Yeah, and uh, as a reminder, of course, every Friday from 7 to 9, Eddie Steele is brought to you by Bonton Bakery. Uh, Bonton Bakery has been an Edmonton fan favorite since it opened in 1956. They're slow and steady approach is a tradition that they are very proud of and it shows in their products. You can also order online at bonton.ca or check them out on 149th Street right by the big Domo. You can get your gas. I did this I did this the other day. Uh, I went and because it's a full service at Domo. So you slide in there, guy comes out, pumps the gas, walk 20 yards right to Bonton. Yep. Pick up what you need. By that time, the gas is taken care of. That's perfect. It's just, you know, it's thinking, Eddie. You uh, think. I'm going to go to Bonton after here and ask them what uh, what would be best to go and throw in a blender to <laughs> to mash up. <laughs> Monkey bread, man. Or like, yeah, see see what would be best to turn into like a pancake type of a... A, a dough. Yeah. Just a dough milkshake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just throw... Jeez. Put all the ingredients mm. they would normally put into the monkey bread just in a blender with uh, some ice cream. and That's where I'm at. <laughs> Speaking of ice cream, dummy two bowls of it last <laughs> night. <laughs> what kind? Uh, you know what? This is weird, man. Weird, weird, weird. Spumoni. Mm. Yeah, I was craving the Spumoni, the old spaghetti factory. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, <laughs> Spumoni is kind of more of your generation, and yeah. you're looking at me with well, a disgusting face. I, I go to the Italian center. I'll have the gelato, you know, which is, I mean, they've got so many flavors of the gelato there, you know. But What, like... I've heard that it is a very popular from the movie Semi Pro, of course, being the safe word when Jackie Moon is fighting the bear. Uh, Spumoni is the safe word. Oh, what What is Spumoni? Like, I've never had this in my life. Like, what uh, flavor is it? It's pistachio. Oh, okay. so green. Yeah. yeah, which is really the flavor I was craving. Whenever I eat Spumoni, it's for the pistachio. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, chocolate and cherry. Like, kind of. That sounds pretty good. Neapolitan. Actually. Like, it's like that style just mixed together. Oh, I, I smell a inner out here, Duke, for next Friday. <laughs> yeah. next, next, well, we already yeah. got next Thursdays with uh, with Laddie. Is Kevin Kevin carries his borscht. <laughs> are you in or are you out? <laughs> I should have brought you in some soup, Eddie. Yeah, you should. Come on, uh, Kev. Not thinking of me. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. All right, Duke, time for Are You In or Are You Out? We had some great times. We're about to have some more. I know that look. I'm putting together a team. Then I'm in. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I'm out. All right, Duke. Let her rip, big fella. Edmonton Oilers, of course, winners of 12 in a row following last night's victory over the Kraken, but was also the Oilers' 41st game of the year, which officially marks the halfway point of the season. And Connor McDavid, notwithstanding, the team's first-half MVP is Zach Hyman. Oh, uh, Eddie, you're pointing the finger at me. This is a tough one, Duke. Out of all the questions you got today, this is the toughest one. And I'm going to go, I'm out on this one. Because I'm going to go with Stu Skinner, but by a 51 to 49 margin. I mean, Zach Hyman has had just a phenomenal start. But the play of Stu Skinner here 
in his last 18 games, 16 and 2. We know what his numbers are. They've allowed two goals or less. Uh, you know, in many of these games coming up, uh, going back, like going back to when Stu has been on this role and this 12-game winning streak and the eight-game winning streak before. The play of Stu Skinner has allowed and afforded the Oilers front office staff to be patient and allowed them to kind of let the team find its way. And that's why I'm going to go with that. I'm not taking absolutely anything away from Zach Hyman because if I had a team with 12 Zach Hymans, I'd take that all day long. But I just think the way that Stu Skinner has played, it's allowed the team to kind of find its way. So I'm going to go. I am out on that one. And I'm going to go in. I I like your explanation mm-hmm. as to why you're out, and that's really good leaning on Stu there. But I'm going to go in, and you named it. Zach Hyman is, would be the, the MVP. Here's some of the numbers. Uh, 27 goals, 17 assists, plus 14. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Leon, he's got 22 goals, 28 assists, plus 6. Uh, so I, I would say Zach. So I'm in. Can't go wrong with either. Yeah, I, I just think, like, Stuart Skinner obviously has been the very, very good lately. We've talked about it for virtually the entirety of this 12-game uh, winning streak and a good chunk of that aforementioned 8-1 that preceded it. But, like, even going back to when the team was stinking it up at the start of the year, like, Zach Hyman was reliable every night, uh, still still producing. And You know, it's another name that I actually almost included in this, and it would be a much more uh, unheralded type MVP, is Warren Fogle, who realistically has been one of the most consistent, if not the most consistent forward the Oilers have had pretty much since day one of the season. So I've been very, very impressed with number 37 mm-hmm. so far this year big, as well. Big Warren Fogle fan here. Love uh, lo- love Warren Fogle, and uh, maybe if the Oilers uh, run into some injury trouble, they can sign his brother uh, on the back end <laughs> as well. <laughs> Reese, Reese Fogle, <laughs> new starting uh, third pair D. Uh, tomorrow night, Oilers roll south uh, down the QE2 to Calgary for the Battle of Alberta. And after the uh, kind of piss and vinegar we saw from the Oilers at the end of the game last night and the Flames may be coming in a little hot following their uh, hotly contested disallowed goal last night I think it could make for some fireworks and we'll see the first uh, fighting major taken by an Edmonton Oilers since New Year's Eve so the first one in 2024 Go ahead, Eddie. I'm in. I'm in on that. <laughs> uh, for the reason that you mentioned, it got a little feisty last night. The Flames and the Oilers have shown they're not scared to dust it up in the past. So I'm going to be in that. Things are going to be scrappy in Saturday night in Calgary. Uh, the fans are going to get scrappy, not promoting fights in the fans, but you know there's going to be a lot of chirping and whatnot, and we know how things go. Uh, but I think that, yes, there will be a major in the game tomorrow, a fighting major. I'm just going to go I'm out on this one just because I don't know who would fight. I really don't know who. Vinny. But who's, who's he going to fight? fight? I, I yeah. can see Vinny taking on someone else on the Oilers or the Flames back end. Uh, they've got some, you know, depth forwards that don't we don't think. necessarily have the same ra- name recognition with that we maybe had from the Flames roster back in the playoff matchup. But do you know uh, who do you know who leads the Flames in penalty minutes, I believe? Is it? Well, no, Zadorov has been gone long enough. He wouldn't be. Is it also their upstart scorer, Blake Coleman? Nope. Oh, Keep uh, guess. Just go. Let's just, just let's run, do this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just, if uh, you can, you just just give me Chris Tanev. Nope. Uh, Noah Hannafin. Nope. Mackenzie Weger. Nope. Is it a forward? Yes. Elias Lindholm. No. I'm out. Andrew Mangiapane. Oh, goal scorer! <laughs> goal scorer extraordinaire. So, 
I, th- those these days are gone. I mean, we all loved, and we talked about it earlier in the show. We loved the the Talbot Smith thing. I mean, it's one of the more memorable Battle of Alberta's, but just doesn't happen anymore. So I'm going to go. I'm out on this. I don't think we'll get the goalie fight that Speck was maybe uh, <laughs> hoping for as he uh, as he heads south with the family as well. But I do I do think they're hey I heard some Calgary did call up some big behemoth though. We just had a text come in there as well that Low Tide mentioned that yesterday. Yeah, because they, they I think they sent down Walker Dewar and yeah, uh, maybe big, maybe recalled some guy somebody who's like Vinny size with mm-hmm. a little a uh, little more beef perhaps. We'll so we will see uh, if this uh, alleged call up even cracks the lineup. Uh, we will see. Number three for you guys, uh, it is divisional playoff weekend in the NFL, and uh, we talked about it a little bit at the end of last hour, but for the first time since 2018, the Kansas City Chiefs will not be playing in this year's AFC Championship game. Go ahead, Eddie, because you sort of answered this. Yeah, already. I did. Yeah. I, I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. in on that. I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to win the game, and uh, I don't think KC will be there, mm-hmm. so I'm totally in. Out of all the games and all the you know, we've seen, like, I thought Dallas home field advantage last week was going to be a difference maker. I really believe uh, at Orchard Park this weekend, uh, home field advantage for the Bills will be a different difference maker. So uh, that's why I'm going to go with the Bills here, too. So I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, I'm uh, out on this one that KC will be moving on. I, I'm just, it's one, it's kind of an amazing stat. And two, I'm really excited to see Kansas City play a playoff game under Patrick Mahomes as their starting quarterback away from Arrowhead. I didn't even know that that was the reality up until the stat was brought up. So I'm so excited to see them play away from Arrowhead. They've been that dominant over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how about this one? So uh, this would be, if the Chiefs are able to win, they would make it six straight uh, AFC Championships game. Their first in this run was against the New England Patriots, who had been in the, including that one, eight straight AFC Championships games. Mm-hmm. AFC yep. Championship games. So it's uh, it's been a Patriot and Chiefs show uh, over on the American Football Conference side of the equation. Number four, this day in 2013, Lance Armstrong admits to illegal doping in all seven of his Tour de France titles. I'm saying that uh, no athlete has ever faced a bigger fall from grace than Mr. Armstrong. Well, I'm out of, you know, Duke, we've been doing this for a couple months now. And some of your questions or your statements here are almost so tough to, to sway either way, in or out. This has been the easiest one ever. This has been by far out of the Dukes, I don't know, the 50 ones that we've done, 50 ins or outs. This is by far the easiest one. Uh, I am so out on this one. It's not even close. So, I, I mean, the obvious answer is Tiger Woods. It's no, just- you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't, Kevin Carius. Uh, you stinker. <laughs> Uh, you said your man. mouth was already. You Ca- couldn't talk. Counterpoint. Yeah. Tiger Woods came back and won the Masters again. The thing about Kev, or sorry, uh, Tiger Woods though is his fall from grace was his personal life too, mm, which yeah. is you know there's one thing your professional life, but when it's your personal life in front of the world, that that hits even deeper. Yeah, I'm with you, KK. Yeah, it was a good one, Duke. I mean, I see what you're where you're going with it and what you're trying to do, but uh, some cool, cool stuff there for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think you got I like the between the live strong and like the great story, like it, oh, it all because he this is a man that existed on a pedestal. My second one oh, just came just in. Just oh, OJ Simpson. I, I was going to say line. that. OJ Simpson, too. another one. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I was, La- was going to say that. <laughs> Lance Armstrong. Yeah, he did some illegal steroids and stuff. OJ Simpson. Ben Johnson, another one. Allegedly. Ben, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
kill two people. And then wrote a book if I did (laughs) it. Yeah, if. Wow. If I did it, this is how I would have done it. I'm, what about the quote from OJ? Be like, I can't even go to LA anymore because I think that the killer could still be out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. My, my guy, every time you wake up and look at the bathroom mirror, he's, yeah. he's there. <laughs> he's there. Uh, all right, tomorrow, wrapping things up for us here at the uh, 8 o'clock hour. Tomorrow is hockey day in Canada, every team in action, culminating with the Oilers and Flames in Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, I'm saying the good old hockey game is the best song that gets played in arenas of all shapes and sizes across our great country. I'll be in on this yeah. one. This one's nostalgic for me, taking it back to high school. Every time the, the hockey team had a game before, or right after O Canada, sorry, they would play this song uh, on the PA system. It was kind of cool. And then the hockey players, much like football players uh, in high school, you rock your jersey on game day. The hockey guys, they'd walk their jersey. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd be in on this. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you too, Eddie, just because Stompin' Tom. You can't beat Stompin' Tom. The Saturday night, just the the country, everything, you know, you got the Sudbury angle, everything. I just, it's just what you want to listen to. There's some, like the newer ones, the the kids made famous at the uh, World Junior Championship when, what's the song? That's, like the Hey Baby Go Yeah, song? Hey Baby's going on around. They play it every, at every rink now pretty well, but yeah. not even in the same ballpark. But to, like, because I think that gets used as a goal song a lot mm, still, yeah. and, and like kind of more pump of the crowd, but like, it's middle of the second period, maybe the middle of the third, and the the organist or you know the DJ, whatever. It's whether it's in the Delburn Senior yeah. Outlaws game tonight or the Oilers game tomorrow night at the Saddle Dome. Like yeah. the, they'll just throw it on, and the whole stadium singing along. It kind of gets everybody in a good mood, um, mm-hmm. which of course fits in with our uh, our theme here on Fridays of uh, songs that put you in a good mood. So I like it. It takes like we even played it in the dressing room when we were like little kids, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So it uh, yeah, it definitely like Eddie said brings back some very fond and warm memories for sure. Good stuff today, Duke. Uh, Eddie, what a warrior. What a warrior coming in I like made this. It. Uh, we had, we've got a million texts to get to, and we'll get to those uh, over the course of the morning. Got to get to this one that came in oh, about a good hour ago uh, from Cole. Can you ask Eddie what he thinks about the Vikings and what they will do with Kirk Cousins because the Vikings are your team? Uh, Eddie, that's uh, thanks, Cole, the Vikings fan, and uh, uh, Brian Eastcott's co-worker. Ha-ha. I'm in on Kirk Cousins. Yep. There's so many people that don't like his game, but you look at his numbers the past couple of years and his numbers up until the point he unfortunately um, tore his Achilles where it was a non-contact injury. I'm so in on Kirk Cousins. You look at the quarterbacks across the league, his numbers are top eight easy mm-hmm. year over year over year. Why wouldn't you want a quarterback like that? So, uh Eddie, what's, I mean, you're just healing up here. Well, I'm, Watching I'm, games this I'm a week out. I'm a week yeah. out, so I'm healing up really well. But uh, I just forecast a drastic turn for the worse tomorrow. Mm. So I need to probably rest and watch football oh, all yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably uh, be it. at the top of the hour, we're going to have uh, Love Pro Wrestling in uh, Spencer Love and Zoe uh, Sager. I, I wanted them to bring in Thaddeus because I thought you and I could have taken this Thaddeus dude outside the studio here throwing him over the railing into Legoland would you imagine him just landing on one of those big Lego construction of the sites there that's, that's what I'm looking uh, for that's funny uh, anyway thanks uh, Eddie for gutting one out uh, enjoy the weekend hopefully you're uh, 100 per 100 per next week I'll be 100 per I'll be back Kev all right, uh, top of the hour, we'll have uh, Spencer Love, Zoe Sager from Love Pro Wrestling. It's a big weekend uh, for Love Pro Wrestling down at 
Rod, Rogers Place of all places. Boy, sounds weird to say that, but it's going to be exciting. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience. Our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts and treatments were designed for you. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.